Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that meet in your face. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. This is the Homegrown Remix Podcast. My name is Doug Rutledge. We're here at Crossroads Farm, and we had a pretty exciting night. I'm going to let our team of students introduce themselves to you, and then we have a special guest tonight in the Homegrown Remix Podcast. I'm Nick Affelter, and I'm a senior at Reading High School. Okay. I'm Kylie Swindell. I'm a junior at Reading High School. I'm Pauline Cabrera, and I'm a junior at Reading High School. I'm Colton Weiler, and I'm a freshman at Reading High School. Our uh, special guest tonight is Danny Ray. Uh, Danny, why don't you tell everybody what you do, where you come from, uh, how you ended up here a little bit, and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, so I live in Yucaipa, California, which nobody would really know, but it's about an hour outside of Los Angeles. And I have three kids, and I travel sharing the gospel through sleight of hand or illusions or close-up magic. But some people don't like the word magic. I understand, but that's what it is, is sleight of hand. So you guys saw it. Uh, what do you think? Unbelievable. Like, how? How is that even possible? Okay. I like the one with the gum. I don't know how you got the card inside the gum. Yeah. yeah that didn't uh-huh. make any sense to me at all. <laughs> Glad you guys are liking that. I don't know how it works. It gave me a headache. <laughs> Why? Because all the kids were screaming? No, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was great, Danny. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, have you always been a magician? Like, at four, you know, were you, um, you know, making no, your No, I started around nine or ten, so wasted the first nine years of my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I got in, interested at ten years old, got a magic book, and started working through that. And fifteen years old, started doing it professionally at a local restaurant that led to local businesses. Did that through high school, college, and seminary, put that on the back burner, and did it as people would call, but didn't really, you know, seek it out. Did youth ministry in a local church for about a decade, five volunteer, five as a youth pastor, and then started it full-time in 2003. Hmm. Guys, do you have some questions about that? So, during your presentation, you were able to work, like, the gospel and God into your magic. How did you realize, like, you can combine your love for God and love for magic and bring it into one? Yeah, so I was about 27 years old, and uh, I I came to faith, as you guys heard, at 17 years old. At 18 years old, I had an opportunity to go with a magician around the world. He was a world-renowned magician. He's like, I want to take you to Vegas, New York, over to Europe, and I was all excited about it. I was like, this is my dream come true, but I prayed about it, and God, I felt like God's telling me, no, don't do this. So fast forward a decade, um, and I'm 27, 28 years old. I'm reading through a magazine, praying through, like, should I combine these two together? And I find this magician in this um, article that's up for all of these fraudulent charges for taking college students around the world, would rack up their visas, and when they ran out of money on the road, he left them stranded in all these different countries. So he was getting charged, you know, a decade later with these crimes, and so, 100% that would have been me had I not listened to God's voice. And so I'm I'm involved in youth ministry, but I'm reading through Romans 11, 20, I I was reading through Romans, but came to Romans 11, 29, and it says God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. And I knew I was called to share God's word, to preach the word, right? Um, But they were in separate worlds, you know, um, sharing the gospel with students, going and performing for other people. And so when I read that though, I knew that I had to combine those together, my gifts and my calling. And, and, and I really believe if, if somebody out there is maybe struggling with like what they're to do, when you combine your gifts and your calling, you'll be right where God needs you to be. Another question? 
Um, I mean, I guess thinking about like for me being a magician, like never, like ever crossed my mind. So like for you growing up, if someone ever asked you what did you want to do when you grow up, and you said a magician, they, then they'd even like laugh at you and be like, I like, never said it. Job. Like I, said it. it was like I would come up with something. I don't know what I said at the time, but it definitely was a magician. I was like, you know, I always dreaded that when you're in a circle, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to say magician. It, it was embarrassing. Like I don't know why, but I there's a few people that knew, but very few, and <laughs> try to keep it that way. It is, so this is my probably question. Probably fear of failure. Oh, yeah. Um, is probably what it really came down to is afraid that, oh, if I tell people I want to be a magician and then I, I can or, I, you know, I go mm-hmm. do something else. Yeah. So. so so this is my question. People tell you all the time you can be anything you want. Yeah. Is that really true with with professional magician? If you're going to be a professional magician, are there is there a skill set that you have to have or you're really never going to be good at it? I mean... Just realistically, are there some special skills, some gifts? So I, I think that's a lie that you could be anything you want to be. Uh, that you could, yeah. I, I, I think it's a truth we or uh, a lie that we hear all the time, and it gets perpetuated through yeah. society that yeah. you can be anything you want to be. But God has designed us with specific desires and gifting that. Not everybody has the capacity to be a CEO. That's just a reality. And let's take somebody who has like a severe handicap of, you know, of speech. They've had their tongue cut off, mm-hmm. right? Probably being a CEO isn't in their, you know, but they might be the best painter. They might be the best construction worker. I don't, there's a number of other things, but speaker probably won't be on their list. There might somebody out there is going to say, but this one guy, he doesn't have a tongue and he speaks around. So there's exceptions. I, the point just being that God's given us certain desires um, that lead to our, our giftings and the things that we we love doing that that we'll be best at when we're um, in the things that God's designed us to be, do. It doesn't mean that you can't do something that you're not good at and that you're not effective at. People do that all the time, but that's not necessarily where you need to be or where God wants to be. So yeah, you could probably become a certain amount of things, uh, you know, but that's not necessarily where you're supposed to be. Okay. How did you come to love, like, how did you come to know that you were good at sleight of hand or magic or like, how did you find that out? Uh, Two answers to that. So one is I really believe God has his favor on my life. Um, I have done some magic tricks since I was 12, 13 years old, and I still do them today. And the day we started doing this as a ministry, the reactions were 10 times more. And all I could say is I literally had done it thousands and thousands of times before, and the reactions were good to great. And when I did it as a ministry and God was calling us into this and we stepped into it, not knowing whether we were gonna be able to pay our bills or not, and I was performing, the reactions were just way over the top. And I could only attribute that to God going like, this is your time. To, to really do this and I have appointed you for such a time as this. So I, I don't know if that answers yeah, your, your question. Yeah. How was like your first time going in front of a crowd, speaking, like putting those two together, the gospel and magic, how was your reaction and like how'd you feel and how was the student's reaction or your audience? Um, so, so I was at Youth Specialties, um, National Youth Workers Convention. I think they partner with Orange now. And so I was at this convention and I was a nervous wreck, you know, and I'm about to walk up to my first group to tell them like, hey, I have a show tomorrow night, would you come, you know? And, and I was gonna perform for them, do a trick for them. And so I walked up to them, I'm like, 
hi, my name's uh, Danny. You know, I'm all nervous, you know, and uh, the, the guy, and I, I still know this guy, but um, he, he's like, oh, that's my name, I'm Danny. I'm like, no, he's like, yeah. Uh, and, and then the next guy, uh, so this is the high school pastor, then the junior high pastor, I'm like, hey, what's your name? He's all, my name's Ray, I'm all, no, that's my name. And now they just think I'm messing with them. They're like, your name is not Danny Ray. I'm like, my name is Danny Ray. And they're like, and they're arguing with me. And literally I take out a brochure that has my name on it that says Danny Ray, and they just explode. They're just like, ah! And I just know that's literally God going, you don't need to worry. Like I was all nervous and the anxiety was super high and God's going like, you got this, you know, like I'm with you. That's never happened again. I've never met a Danny Ray and pull out, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but it was like one of the, literally the first group I walked up to as we're doing this. And, and I just go, that's just, that's God's just saying that for such a time as this, I'm going to use you in this ministry. So. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you, you told your dad about uh, God and stuff and how you came to like know him while he was in prison. How was your dad's outcome? Did he like find Christ later on? Um, I, so that, that's a tough question. The, the short answer is I don't know. Uh, so I'll say God knows the heart, you know, and he came to maybe two, three different events I did where, uh, where I shared the gospel, whether he received and you know i don't know it is one of those things that every once in a while will wake me up at night so i you don't you don't know the outcome of uh he did i'll say he didn't publicly profess christ but that doesn't mean you know that um somewhere in there he didn't make a decision to follow christ and was more yeah hard to know but i i don't know I have a question. You were a yes. youth pastor for a while. Yes. Uh, for like quite a while, actually, and, yeah. and did some cool stuff. Anything you want to, you know, encourage these guys with about youth ministry? I mean, they're kids in a ministry, students in yeah. a ministry, yeah, yeah. you know. So uh, ministry's tough, um, but there are so many beautiful, incredible, awesome things that happen in ministry. So you have to just keep striving on and keep going and keep so I would say two things. One is stay close to God. Not, not doing things for Him, not doing ministry, not loving on students. Those are all good things and necessary things, but they come out of the overflow of the heart of you connecting with Jesus every day. And I think the further you get into ministry, it, it becomes harder and harder because you're doing things and it looks great on the outside, things can grow, but you could end up getting further from, from Christ. So I just encourage you, that's the number one thing. And if you feel like, wow, my relationship's off or whatever, I guarantee your leaders that have gone ahead of you have struggled and they, is don't be silent with that, is to be transparent. One of the first things that happens um, with Adam and Eve is they go into hiding, but that's exactly what we do when we feel like nobody could understand what I'm going through in ministry, so we go into hiding, but we have to learn to be transparent. The second thing is this, is it's a biblical thing, even though I think most um, pastors, youth leaders don't do this, is take a day of rest, is it will, change especially since you're young if you put this pattern into your life where regardless of what happens it doesn't have to be sunday but a day of rest consistently um will affect your ministry like it will affect whether you're able to do long-term ministry or not because you will burn out your your body will show the signs of 
of just not being able to hang in there if you don't um, consistently take rest. So, yeah. Hmm. I have one more question. What is the best way to overcome your ob obstacles that you face in life? Like, what do you remind yourself that just helps you like, get through it? Yeah. So, I, I I'm gonna say this is I try to memorize scripture. Is when when you're in God's word, it it just changes the outcome. You you see that um, through Christ I could do all things. You know that um, He's the the hope. Um, he, he's our hope, you know, in our salvation. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. All, all these things, like, as you think about, like, what's that mean that he's the author of my life? That he already knows the story, that I get to live into it. In Philippians, it says um, that we live up to what we've already attained. So, like, when you look at Ephesians and it talks about that he's given us every blessing, that he's um, chosen us, that he's loved us, that he's blessed us in the spiritual realms, all these, like, incredible things. And Philippians tells us, like, live up to that. Like, he's already attained all these great things for us, but we have to live into those. So I think, yeah, definitely, first thing I would say is turn to Scripture. And in Scriptures that remind you to stay close, right? If there's an obstacle and you're, like, in the past... Um, God's been faithful in this, and this scripture helped me to overcome. I would do that. And then I would say accountability is another way, is when you have a group of people you're doing life with, and you tell them, like, this is what I'm struggling with, that there's wisdom in, in counselors, so they're able to say, you know what? You know, my dad or my sister or whatever, they, they struggled with this addiction, you know? I, I could help you um, get some help with that, you know, instead of it just being like a private thing is a lot of times we have this cycle of we go pray and we say, God, I'll never do this again. And then we go back out, we do it again, and we pray, oh, God, please, I'm so sorry, I'll never do it again. And we just have this cycle. And I think, you know, where it talks about that when we confess our sins, um, that we'll be healed. And um, I think that's in First John, where it, talks, it connects healing to our confession. And so but confession happens in, in life with people, you know, not just with between us and God and I think that's one of the keys that breaks cycles and helps us to overcome obstacles but we could talk about that in depth but um, that's a, a quick answer to that I have a question awesome. yes. um, when you first like your first show with putting magic and your faith in Christ together yeah. your first show ever were you like scared of how like the audience would react to like saying like, oh, magic is ruined because you put Christ into it because like they weren't a believer. Did you have kids like come up to you and be like, oh, you're great, you ruined magic for me? Um, I, I wasn't afraid of that. I had other fears, but that wasn't, uh, that wasn't it. Uh, and I, I did have people, not with my first one, but that first year that would come up and say, you know, that magic's, you know, evil. And so often they would say that before they saw the show, and then they would see the show and be like, this is so different than I thought it would be. Sometimes they were like a fan after that. Like, I didn't have to say anything more. Other times they're like, this is so different. You know, can I talk to you about this? And so we'd have a conversation. But that's my key with anybody, whether it's to do with racism, sexual identity, uh, fears, whatever it is, is we have to... Um, have conversations and not just go, oh, that person doesn't believe the way I do or they think differently, therefore I'm going to keep them away from me. No, it's like, let's have conversations with everybody. Jesus did. And he had apparently with all the wrong people. You know, like he was in the wrong places at the wrong time from the, the world or the leadership's point of view at the time. And 
our job is, as ministers of Christ, ministers of reconciliation, is to be in the wrong places with the wrong people where other people would be like, oh, why are you here? But maybe Doug knows that, you know what? I've been praying for you. you, you went, you sought wise counsel. And so it's not just like randomly you trying to, you know, do things, but um, intentionally um, serving and going after the people that God's um, put on your heart and you're praying for. That's fantastic. So uh, guys, anything you want to leave uh, your friends with on the podcast, you want to tell them about, uh, you know, maybe your take, this is your takeaway from tonight. The last thing you want to say about tonight. Um, I don't know, when you said the part about perspective, that kind of got me thinking, like, from our perspective, watching you up there is like, it's like not even possible, like, how do you even do this? But from like your perspective, there's like a certain way you're doing things. So like, I kind of look at it like we're looking up to God, like, um, like through our like hardships or whatever, like, like why is this happening to me? And God's up there, he sees everything. So he's kind of like piecing everything together. It's all like there for like a reason. I like that. Pretty cool. Danny, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so really much. enjoyed it a lot. And um, we're going to let you go. And thank you again. Uh, Homegrown Remix Podcast. Tell your friends. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.